Hey there, hi there, ho there, Kindness Warriors. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Kindness Warriors Podcast, a place where you and me and all of us get to come together for a short amount of time and just fizz each other up. We get to feel that little old sparkle of razzle-dazzle in our day. We might laugh, we might cry, we might think a little bit harder about something we haven't really thought hard about in a while. Heck, we might just spend a bit of time together decompressing. Whatever it is today, whatever you need, I hope you get it here. And if you don't, I hope you find it somewhere else because you know what? You damn well deserve it. Kindness Warriors, let's go. Hey there, hi there, ho there, Kindness Warriors. How are you? I hope you're well. We are running headlong into the end of the year. And I don't know about you, but all over in the ether, I can feel this, you know, fizzy little energy. This, uh, it feels like we're either going to hit a wall, we're going to jump over it, we're going to climb it, uh, we're going to sing carols while we do it, we're going to be wowed by the lights, there's going to be traditions, there's going to be brokenness, there's going to be healing, there's going to be food and drink. There's going to be celebration and there's going to be times of going, what the actual heck is going on? Because we know and we hold with that the truth that in other parts of the world, while many of us celebrate, many folks won't, right? And there are so many different ways to uh, to view this festive season. And I would say, however it is that you're feeling right now, whatever it is that you need in a moment to regulate, to stay gentle, and to still find those little glimmers of good, listen to yourself, feel whatever is in your body, and try to understand what's going on. Yeah, I get a little frou-frou, woo-woo, la-la, really, really quick out the bat this week, because I feel like and everybody I'm talking to, my clients, my friends, my colleagues, my creative cohort, all of us have this kind of, we're excited for the end of the year, <laughs> But I mean, that excitement is only kind of tempered with the knowledge that next year comes and the next year comes, but somewhere in the middle, all of this, this wild energy we're starting to feel and this weight, we need to figure out what we can do to make things lighter. And so I would like to invite you um, to do whatever you need to do to sit in gentility and kindness with yourself so that you can grant that kind of grace and gentility to others as well. Um, it is a wintertime morning here in Southern California. Uh, I just took off my big buffy coat and turned on the heater, uh, so it looks like it's a bit warmer than it is, but I have been really hyper aware of the changing seasons lately. It's getting darker really early here. It's cold in the night, you know, it's like three blanket kind of weather. It's a snuggly mornings, not wanting to get up and go for a walk, but putting on the shoes and going for a walk anyways kind of weather. And I'm consistently reminded by the beautiful colors of the leaves and the trees and the different bird song from the, from the birds that have, have flown to warmer climes, um, that we are made for seasonality and we're made for chapters and we are made for change and we are made for all of the highs and the lows and everything that sits in between. There's no no good and dark and no good and light. It's just it all exists at once. And the second we start to become more present more often, the better we are at doing this thing called life. 
right? The better we are at interpersonal relationships and personal relationships within ourselves. Um, which kind of brings me to where I wanted to go this week uh, with the podcast, and that is to talk about creativity. So in most of the work that I do, and I've always done in my entire career, is I've, I've gone to where my curiosity has taken me. I've gone to places where I feel stretched, where I feel like I'm on this cutting edge of knowing and not knowing, where intellectually and creatively, it's like, I'm not sure that's been done before, but maybe it should be, and maybe I should be a part of it. I go where my passions take me, where music and poetry and logic and strategy take me. So this is all to say, over the course of the last 20 years, I have worked in so many different places with so many different kinds of people. And the crux of everything that has brought us together, the crux of every joyousness, of seeing dark humor and hard times, of feeling hurt, and then knowing it'll heal of all of that, it's been creativity. Connection is in story, story is in creation. Creativity and creation is in all of us. I have so many clients who are more in the kind of the tech side of things and in the, the accounting and the more numbers and, and numerological side of business who say, I'm, I'm not creative. And it always stops me in my tracks. I have some friends who are the wizards of wizards of Excel spreadsheets, of being able to crunch numbers in their heads, of logically being able to lay out in front of somebody like me who thinks more visually and in pictures and colors and words, who can lay something out for me in a way that it just makes sense. I find that to be one of the most beautiful kinds of creativity. So today I wanted to talk about how do we become a better creative? How do we invite more creativity into our lives, right? And I think I could probably give you a full 30-minute preamble and then jump into the answer, but you know what I'm like, everything's made up. Fuck it. Let's start at the end. If you want to be a better creative, practice. That's it. It's as simple and as complex as that, as with any skill, as with anything in life. If you want to get better at it, practice, put in the time, put in the effort, put in whatever you need to do to practice. It's like the five P's, Coach Mottershaw. Do you remember those? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. That proper preparation that prevents poor performance is practice. Hey, the overarching sixth P. There we go. We found it. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, beyond practice, though, I think there are some really discernible ways of going about putting into practice that creative mindset, that flow, that way to get moving, because we all get stuck, all of us, whether it's on, we get stuck in a way of thinking, we get stuck in binaries, it's this or that. It's yes or no, it's black or white, it's male, it's female, it's up or down. That's getting stuck because binaries are made up. Everything is made up. There's always a beautiful color graph in between, right? The black and the white, there's a rainbow in there in between. So as we talk about the practice and the getting unstuck, for me, a lot of the time, it's about routine. Every single day, 
the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I read. It could be two pages. It can be two paragraphs. It can be two chapters of a book. It can be poetry, whatever it is. What I used to do for years and years is I would pick up my phone and I would take this little fella and I'd scroll and I'd social media and I'd algorithm and I would fill my brain with a whole lot of, who knows, other people's moments, other people's memories, other people's thoughts and feelings. And now I have taken the last six months and really started to dig into presence first and last thing in the morning. In the morning I read and in the evening I write. And it can be 10 or 15 minutes at either side of the day. But if it's a half an hour a day, then what I'm doing is putting into practice a routine of really just gently flexing my creative muscles. If the whole rest of my day is brand building and clients and ideating and projects and coaching, then at least I know I've got these two beautiful bookends of the day that are just for me and that are just for creativity. And I find that the more I've done this, the more I allow my mind to be present in an idea or in a storyline, and then at the end of the day to be present in how I'm feeling and what I want to write, I have found myself to be such a more in-tune human being holistically. So if you want to be a better creative, first and foremost, practice and put in a routine. I've coached many, many creative leaders who they get to a point in their career where it's fast and it's furious and they are juggling the politics of where they're at. They're juggling the clients. They're juggling perception, how they're being perceived as a creative. How do I look? How am I moving through the world? Am I cool enough? And nobody stops and slows down enough when they hit that level. Nobody, unless they're reminded to take time to themselves. In fact, I say nobody, I've known two or three people at like executive level who go, no, no, part of my daily routine is to fill my cup creatively. And I would say if you are a people leader, if you are in a, a position at work or in life where you're always doing for other people or you're running and you're filling other people's creative cups, where your creativity is being monetized on behalf of algorithms and media companies and clients, Take the 15 minutes either side of your day. Take as much time as you need. Take an hour, take three, I don't care. Just take some time for you. If you're an artist and your creative career was born out of a love for, for drawing, draw. If you love graffiti, figure out a way to put graffiti into your life every day. Do something that's just for you that may never be shared with anybody else. I write poetry. That's how I heal. I probably share 0.0001% of the poetry I write. Um, <laughs> my best friend from childhood, Laura, has the keys to my phone. She has every single password for all of my, uh, my Instagrams, my Facebooks, my notes, everything. If I were to cack it today and Laura opened up my phone, she'd be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this woman was writing. Um, and you know, I, I might share it sometime and I might not, but the whole point of this is I'm in the routine and I do something just for myself every day. And you should too. After practice and routine, one of the things that I found that really helps grow a creative 
at any level of your life and career is to just be present and notice, right? What's happening in a room? Are you truly present? Can you feel the warmth of your skin? Are you hearing what other people are saying? And not their words, but are you hearing the vacillation of their voice? Can you feel the weight of the world under your feet? I know in um, therapy and psychology, they call that grounding. Can you feel the weight of your body and the gravity of the earth and, and everything and how you, you meet the earth? Can you feel that? Are you in your body? So much of our lives now, especially since we spend our time on the computer and we spend our times not really out in nature and not really together in places where we are disconnected from the internet, we lose that sense of being in our bodies. And for me, this is one of the reasons why I take most of my work calls and almost all of my coaching work when I'm outdoors and walking. Physiologically, we know that when you're up and you're standing and you're moving, blood flow to your brain helps to, to get you into a place that's more strategic, logical, creative, all of those things. If we're sitting at a computer all day, it's very hard to summon a muse or to feel stoked and fizzed about what we're doing. So getting up and moving and filling your soul and feeling your body is huge, right? Because then you start to notice. You start to notice the world around you. You start to notice the little things. And the little things start to become big glimmers and you start to see the interwoven patterns. You see the routine of nature and you see how big of a part you are and how small of a part you are. And that's when creativity really starts to roll, right? When you start to see things you hadn't seen there before. It's almost like the universe has gone, ah, you've opened your eyes again. Here's a gift. Here's some words for you. Here's a song. Here's a melody. Here's an idea visually for something that you want to do. Here's a solution for your client that you never would have thought of if you were stuck in a room with four white walls around you all day, right? So notice you've got your practice, you've got your personal routine, routine and consistency, and then you've got your noticing, right? And that noticing then lends itself to one of my favorite C words, curiosity, right? Now's the time in a creative life. Now is always the time to get curious, to ask questions, to try and understand what's happening in the world around you. You can try and understand it from a meta and a macro perspective or bring it right down to that pointy end, that micro, that what am I feeling and why am I feeling it? What, is the, what are the thoughts going through my head? Am I living up here only or am I able to live out through my heart as well? Get curious. Invite, invite yourself to ask questions that may never have an answer. Invite yourself to change your perception daily or even by the minute. I find this when I'm um, out walking. We're, li we're living in the desert now and I have been living near the ocean for 20 years. I invite myself every single day to see the trails I walk on, to see the roads I drive down differently. And this curiosity has really helped spark ways in which I see the world beyond me, beyond my front door, beyond these four walls. And it has been from a creative perspective and from a leadership and an ideation perspective, a game changer for me.
inviting myself back to a place of curiosity has, has been a beautiful, beautiful gift. And I invite you to do that. Question yourself, question your own biases, question your own intake. Why do I do what I do? Why do I think what I'm thinking right now? Am I actually seeing the colors? What are the glimmers? And when I see these glimmers, these little pieces of hope or beauty or, you know, a single dewdrop on a, on a blade of grass and it moves you, think about why. Why does a, why does a single dewdrop on a blade of grass, why does that move you? Hmm. I love that. Be curious. Out of curiosity then comes this beautiful uh, chapter, maybe, lesson of unlearning. This is something that for the past, I'm going to say decade, I've really been leaning into. Uh, I use I use the story of, you know, when you can look on Facebook and you can go back and it's like, on this day, 15 years ago, and you've got these Facebook memories and it is almost complete, it is global almost. When everybody looks back, we cringe and we're like, oh, 15 years ago, Cassie, you were just a hot mess. But 15 years ago, Cassie was trying her best, right? Who we are today isn't who we're going to be tomorrow. Definitely isn't who we're going to be in 15 years. The idea of getting curious and then really interrogating our thoughts and being open to unlearning, what that does is it opens our minds and our hearts to new ideas, new people, new projects, new avenues of life, adventures, love, all of the things. But we have to unlearn even our own inherent biases. I'm always reminded of Eckhart Tolle's um, idea of second thought and first motion, right? First action. So what he says is our first thought, the thing that goes through our mind when we make a quick decision or a quick judgment, that doesn't belong to us. That's a, that's a shortcut in our mind and it's given to us by um, our community, our family, the context of the situation we're growing up in, our religion, our teams, our leaders, all of the things that are inherent in the world that we're born to and we learn. That's our first thought. The second that we start to question our own first thoughts, the things that then belong to us are our second thought and our first action. When I learned that, my entire world shifted. I started to interrogate all of my first thoughts. I started to unlearn so much about what I thought my internal world was. I started to stop. I started to stop. I stopped being so fucking judgmental of myself and others, mostly of myself. I started to stop being the kind of person who thought I needed to shape shift to please others. I started to stop putting my self-worth as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as an executive leader. I never put my worth anymore into titles, into stuff, into things, into how people thought of me about the money I made. It was amazing when I started to unpack and unlearn from the perspective of the first person, I was able to be more compassionate to everybody else. And that compassion to others and that compassion to myself and the unjudging has led to so much more openness to creativity of different kinds. 
and the love of and the the abject like passion for creativity that doesn't show up in the world like my own. You know, a lot of the time when I hear people commenting on how other people look, how they move through the world, how they speak, how they ideate, um, how they will come at a problem to solve it. When I find people judging others, it's very easy for me now to stop them in a moment without feeling like I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings or put them out and to stop them and to, with gentility and kindness, have them question why they think that. And the great thing about doing this is the more that you do it and the more that you unlearn and the more that you um, interrogate and assess your own first reactions, in the beginning, it takes a long time because you go, oh my gosh, why did I think that? Who put that into my mind? Do I truly believe that? The more you do that, just like any muscle, just like creative practice, you start to go a lot quicker from, actually, that's not what I believe. I do not believe that I am inherently unworthy of that. I believe that I am not only important, but I always have been. And you start to just really quickly understand what you actually think and feel and take the action from there instead of just going with the first thing that you think that you were taught to think is what you believe. Love that, right? So the unlearning, the second thought. From there, what I found when it comes to living more creatively and truly living into a life that can be wild and silly and deep and broken and healed and light and dark and exploded and full of everything, the human experience is that I find wild wonder in weirdness. I am not afraid to be the person who is like, yeah, I am a fucking boss in the boardroom, but I am also going to write a poem that's going to break your heart. And I don't have to choose one or the other. The amount of people that tell me, well, you know, if people want to understand, you know, what they're going to pay you for, you have to be one or the other. Fuck that noise. Find wild wonder in weird. And what I mean by that is it is not our similarities that binds us. It is not our similarities. When we are together with people who are only like us, we get locked in this vortex of self-aggrandizement, of community of sameness, of beigeness, of not unlocking those second thoughts and not unlocking our hearts and souls and not speaking our truths. But when we start to find beauty in difference, when we start to see that it's, it's our own individual stories, it's the marks along the way, it's the lessons, it's the cadence of people's language, it's the look of an eye, it's the touch of a hand, it's something different that everybody brings, that is when we can set down the weight of expectations and just create from our heart. Because we know if we can find so much joy and love at the difference of others, then others can find that joy and love in our difference too. So to go back to all of this, if you want to be a better creative, what do we do? You practice. Every single day, you have a routine. And it's for you. It's not to be sold. It's not to be the thing that you do for a living. It's not to be who you are. This practice is for you. Create a routine. It can be a small routine at the bookend of each day, at one end of your day. 
whatever it is, draw, write, sing, sew, do whatever it is you need to do for as long as you need to do it every day to put in that practice. Because the more you practice, the more comfortable you're going to be with eventually sharing your art, right? And knowing that perfection doesn't exist. So practice, routine, notice the world around you. As you start to notice the world and capture more and more glimmers in the world around you because you've learned to ground your body and come in through your mind and your soul, then you become curious. And through that curiosity, there's unlearning. And through that unlearning, you're like, whoa, man, all the first thoughts I have don't belong to me. Some of them might, but it's the second thought and the first motion that matter most because that second thought and that first motion lead us to find wild wonder in everybody else's differences and our own differences. There's wonder in the weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. I say that with a funny little twinge, but like there is wonder in the weird, right? So practice, right? Make stuff. If you want to share it, share it. If you want to keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. There's no such thing as perfect. But what you're doing every day as you step through these different ways of ingratiating yourself towards a life of more curiosity and creativity is that you're learning. And as we learn and lessons come, we apply them. And as all of this adds up and adds up and adds up, even if it's all just within ourselves to begin with, we're able to take those deep breaths and see that the whole world is filled with abundance for us, for each of us, no matter what we have, no matter our title, no matter how we try to extrapolate logical, strategic, curious, creative, no matter what it is, we are all inherently creative beings. We were made to create because creation connects. So I invite you today and every day moving forward, at least, you know, hey, maybe from now to the end of the year, every single day, make it a point to do something creative for yourself. Journal. I love journaling. Draw. Do something. Doodle. Doodle's a great word. Doodle away. Whatever it is, fill your soul. You deserve it. And the world deserves you showing up as creative as you are. So thank you for joining today, Kindness Warriors. I will see you again next week. And between now and then, stay brave, be curious, and go as gently as you can with yourself and others. We got this. I don't wanna die having lived a perfect life. Perfect is the last thing I wanna be. I'd rather wear the scars of broken truths and broken hearts. Sitting around wondering about whether I might bleed I want you to get married and baggage to a stranger on the strip Skinny dip in the ocean, look I don't give a rip Smoke something stronger than a marble cigarette, oh I want you to sip every whiskey, take one too many shots Lies on the pricey with the money I ain't got All the things that I ain't conquered yet Wanna live a life I regret